welcome to this episode of The Making of an Exception. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is for anyone who's looking to be inspired, to gain new perspective on life, or is aspiring to live out their faith in whatever field you find yourself in. Each week, we'll be interviewing influencers and creatives who are exceptions to the rule. The fact that they've gone through what they've gone through, walked through the challenges and pain that they have, and have been gifted the way they've been gifted is what makes them an exception. Our goal is that you'd hear this story today, and you'd be inspired and challenged to be an exception in the making. If this podcast has impacted your life, you can help support by going to our website, exceptionpodcast.co, and clicking the Patreon link, or by finding it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support, and thanks for listening. Everybody. Welcome to the Making of an Exception podcast. Today we've got Paul Weaver. Come on. What's yes. up, man? How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for being here. I'm honored to be uh, on this podcast. Honored to have you. Uh, if you don't know who Paul is, you're missing out. Paul is the founder of Active Media. He's a content creator, photographer, marketing guru. I don't know if you wow, call yourself a, a guru, word. but I will. That's incredible. Um, just hyper, hyper talented. And uh, his story is amazing of just even the last few years journey, get married. Um, faith journey is awesome. Uh, but even how you got into the uh, creative world, uh, you know, some of your stories, fake it to make it. We're going to mm-hmm. get into it. But um, thanks so much for being here again. Yeah. Thank and you. I, yeah. I love you. Your Sammy, uh, your wife, Sammy, is yeah. amazing as well. I'm lucky. Uh, you are lucky. It's awesome. But yeah, tell us a little bit as we start. Tell us a little bit about, about more about what you do. What is active media? Yeah. Um, who you are, Paul? Yeah. So active media is kind of the current project that I'm working on. Um, I've always had this idea of starting something that can fuel businesses and help yeah. businesses scale. And I would say um, graduating from the U of M four years ago, and um, to what'd now, you, what'd you study there? So I studied uh, economics, yep. um, which is actually crazy because I'm now doing, um, you know, starting, I, I am, I'm the founder of a media company where we service uh, professional photography and videography take e-commerce brands to help them scale. And it's been such an incredible journey. Yes. And uh, that's kind of the current season that I'm in. Yeah, it's awesome. What are you spending most of your time uh, doing like uh, in your workday? Uh, you know, you started as a photographer, um, but now, now are you still doing shoots? Or is a lot of your time like consulting yeah. businesses? Yeah. So I started off as a photographer in high school, went to the U of M, studied economics because it was like the only business program that would uh, at the U of M that would let me come in not being a part of Carlson. Yeah. Um, so I studied economics, graduated from the U, uh, went freelance for a little bit, and I actually got offered a job at an agency in St. Louis Park, yep. which was an incredible opportunity as a lead producer um, on their team for commercial fashion brands. Yep. And after being there for about a year, um, I decided this was probably like six months ago to leave and to start something that I've always wanted to start, which is a multifaceted media company where I'm able to um, kind of be the client facing person, um, but also take people on my team and bring them through the process of how can we take a brand that is um, that aligns themselves with our values and we help them scale and get in in front of the right people. So, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. One, one of the things that I know about you is, well, one, you're one of the most friendly people out there. <laughs> totally. Uh, one of the nicest dudes. Yeah. Um, and, but you somehow, like, you're not a networker type, like, in the sense of, like, hungry to, like, just get a bunch mm-hmm. of contacts. But you somehow, people know who you are, and you know so many different people mm-hmm. in different industries, different age groups, mm-hmm. um, yeah, different veins, like, throughout the city. Um, and even nationally, you do a lot of travel as well. Mm-hmm. How did you, like, how did you develop that skill set or gift to not, like, yeah. come across as, like, hey, let me get your number, or, hey, like, totally. let me get in this room, or, hey, you want to network some time? Like, who says that? Nobody says that. Yeah. But actually, people do say that, which is crazy, but... <laughs> But you, you don't come across as this dude that's just trying to, like, just I'm, I'm a networker, totally. you know? But you're yeah. well-networked, yeah. that makes sense. How did that happen? Yeah, I would say just going back to high school, um, 
I, I, when I was in high school, I tried being somebody that, you know, just I was hungry for attention. I was almost trying to be someone that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until college that I realized that God had given me this gift of like, kind of like, <laughs> I'm like the most extroverted person you'll ever meet. And like, that's something that I'm w- just wired with to begin with. Yeah. And I, I think it kind of comes from my mom. But yeah, I just find that connecting with people is it really fuels me. But even more on top of that, it's how do I um, show people the love of God through yeah. me? And that's transformed my business, my relationships, and just kind of the way that I do business in general. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it for sure comes out of you. I, mean, I remember mm-hmm. the first time hanging out. And I was like, am I best friends with this guy? I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I'm best friends with him. And you make, I think you make everybody feel that way. Totally. Like just you enjoy people's company and, and you make them feel special, which is awesome, mm-hmm. which in turn just makes you a special person. Where were you raised? Yeah. Grew up in Maple Grove yep. um, with an incredible family. I have a younger brother and older brother. Chad. Chad. What's your older brother's name? Corey. Corey. Yep. Uh, you met them, obviously, because you passed through my wedding. Yes. And uh, so the just, yeah, little background, grew up in Maple Grove, um, always was really interested in sports, baseball, basketball. Um, was you ne- don't look that athletic, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're not watching on YouTube right now, this is the, he's 0% body fat <laughs> and jacked out of his mind. We're really splitting images of each other. Totally. But, yeah. I think I get it from you. Yes. But yeah, grew up in Maple Grove, went to Osseo High School. Played yep. sports. Um, I was like the spirit leader, the obnoxious dude at lunch that like... Not spiritual leader. Spirit leader. Spirit, spirit yes. like... Yep. Like high school High pride. school sports. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Went to Osseo High School. It was such an incredible experience just being around so many different cultures. Colors are orange and black, right? Yep. Okay. That means Osseo nothing Orioles. for anybody, but... <laughs> Osseo <laughs> Orioles. That's right. Yep. So yeah, going to Osseo um, and then... Um, just growing up, in a, uh, I grew up in a Catholic family, and we would always go to church on Sundays. And then um, during the school year on Wednesdays, we'd go to, I think it was like church confirmation class. Yep. And I wasn't really, during that time, pursuing my faith. And I didn't really truly know like who God was. Yeah. And I feel like um, that's a huge part of my story. And my parents, incredible people, um, brought me up in the church. My dad was raised Presbyterian. My mom was raised Catholic. Yep. Um, so I feel like it was what they knew, and it's what they know. And, uh, yeah, it was just growing up in a Catholic family. Um, For you, when, when you were a kid, obviously you're going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would have described yourself, yeah, I'm a Christian mm-hmm. because we go to church. Totally. And I'm, yeah. ca- I'm Catholic. Yeah. You know? That was people would ask me, like, uh, you know, what? what type of church, you know, and I would say, I'm a, or I'm a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. and they would say, well, what, what, what religion, you know, totally. and they're looking for like yeah. Catholic or Lutheran. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, so is that how you just describe yourself growing up? Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Catholic Christian. Totally. Do you think, do you think part like, so you said, but I didn't really have a relationship with God. Do you mm-hmm. think that that was, um, not the fault of the church, but like, um, maybe that's not what they were teaching it like, yeah. or was it you not paying attention? I think both. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm like this super hyper kid going to church class, like sugared up on candy. You know yeah. what I mean? So I definitely wasn't paying attention, Yeah. but also during that time, it just, I wasn't able to, um, yeah, I just, I had no connection whatsoever. And I feel like I was just going out of routine and it wasn't my decision to go necessarily. Yeah. And I think that's been a that's that's been a huge turning point in my faith mm-hmm. is um, when I made it a personal decision, yeah, um, rather than just going to show up. Yeah. So your your perspective of who God was or your relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, you know, or how you make it to heaven mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, w- w- like what was some of that thought process, or was it not really? You were just. I'm doing sports and I'm Catholic, so we're good. Yeah, honestly, it was exactly that. Yeah. Like there was certain rules that I felt like were in place mm-hmm. just because we learned those in like Wednesday church class and also on Sundays they would um, normally preach on it. But yeah, I just, um, it wasn't, I just never felt this intimate connection whatsoever. Um, but I, you know, labeled myself as Catholic 
Yeah. And friends of mine at school would be like, wow, Paul, you like, you're so religious. Mm. And uh, honestly, I just, it, I kind of chuckle at that now because I'm not religious. I just have a strong faith. Yeah. And I think that's just a label that was put on me at that time because of the kind of the religion that I was that, yeah, from practicing from the outside, if that, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah I think uh, a line that can be cliche, like if you've been raised in the church, but it can actually be really powerful for somebody hearing it for the first time, that mm-hmm. religion is is much different than a relationship with Jesus. You know? Totally. And Jesus, the, the people that he, while he walked this planet, that he kind of came up against was the religious leaders mm-hmm. of the day. Totally. Um, you know, and so uh, same thing. People thought I was religious growing up. Yep. Uh, but I, I was raised in a, in a church and in a family that we, I had a relationship with Lord. I knew the truth. I just ran from it in high school. Wow. Um, but, but I would say that even as a kid, like we're not, we go to church. We're not religious though. Uh, we have a relationship with Jesus, you totally. know? So yeah. I think pe- that's people good. even listening today, they might be connecting that dot for the first time. Yeah. People thought you were religious. Yep. Um, and what what is, in, in a second, we're going to talk about how your whole career, which how, how it took off and how it started, which mm-hmm. is exciting. You, doing photos for Macklemore. I'll let mm-hmm. you get into it in a second. But mm-hmm. how, how did you, um, what was the process like for you making your faith your own? Just from being drugged to church by your parents, this is just what we do, this is who we are, we're Catholic, yeah. to there's something actually real to all of this yeah. and it can be personal to you totally. and it is a relationship. Yep. What was that journey like? When did that happen? Yeah. I would say from the beginning, high school and even like my freshman, sophomore year of college, church wasn't even something I even thought about because mm. I had been so burned by it, burned by it in a way where I just felt like I was kind of being forced just to show up. Yeah. Um, where when kids, when friends of mine in college at the U of M would invite me to church on Sundays, I'd be like, oh, man, that's not for me. You know what yeah. I mean? And So um, this is even just a few years ago. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, I, I give this people this analogy of I was sitting in my dorm room freshman year yeah. and just picture like me in the kitchen with like a plate full of food. But the only food that was on my plate was like a cup of ramen, right? Yeah. But like I look at my plate today and it's just like Thanksgiving dinner every day because of the abundance of love that he's provided me. Wow. And that's because of the personal decision that I made. And the way that that came about was, um, this is kind of where my wife comes into the picture. I would say about two years ago, um, I was trying to build my photography business um, where I was just reaching out to fashion bloggers in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I was sitting at Spy House Coffee down the street and I connected with this incredible woman, Sammy. And... um, I reached out to her and said, hey, we should shoot. A bunch of my friends um, that I had met from school were like, you should totally connect. She was a fashion blogger. Fashion blogger at the time, yeah. So it's crazy because there's this space right next to Spy House. And at the time, two years ago, it was empty. So we shot in there, and it was great. And we took photos, whatever. And I was dating someone at the time. Yep. (laughs) So, like, it didn't even cross my mind that... um, you know, this I almost said rest in peace, but then I was like, she's not, she's not dead. And then I was like, <laughs> I think she's not dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but it didn't even like cross my mind that I was like a, a bit attracted to her. Yeah. Because when I, I mean, I, when I shoot, it's business. Yeah. And, um, I just, I make that. Yeah, otherwise you're a creeper. Otherwise I'm one of the, yeah, a creeper. Yeah. But, uh, what was so cool about it was we connected over photography and this was just like, I'd say three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we were both at the U of M. It was great. We never met at school, but we met through mutual friends, right? Yeah. So we're at Spy House, put the kind of like a space right next to Spy House Coffee here in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, she was great. Do you know River Valley Church? And I'm like, I used to go to River Valley Church, but I only went once, and it was at Mini Trista location. Yeah. And she's like, did you know that there's a River Valley in Minneapolis? This is Sammy. This is Sammy. Yeah. And I was blown away. I'm like, how this girl is inviting me to church, a photo shoot, right? Yeah. And it was just me and her shooting. And that next Sunday, I went to River Valley Church. And I would say that the, the minute I walked in that door, I was hit. I, I was, it's emotional to even talk about because I experienced the love of God and his grace and his forgiveness 
um, the minute worship happened. Mm. And I sat in the middle of the crowd by myself and I made the mistake of wearing like a light green sweatshirt because <laughs> everybody could see me. But um, it was such an intimate moment for me with the yeah. Lord. And at that moment, the Lord put the words on my heart, let these chains be broken and I need you to, um, I need you to follow me and trust in me. Mm. And it literally became clear as day in that moment that I had the opportunity to make a personal decision to pursue yeah. him. And it was no longer my parents. It was no longer anyone else's decision. So yeah, I guess a part of that story, fast forward to, I guess, six months after that, I got water baptized at River Valley. Um, by yourself, actually, which was absolutely incredible. I remember. Yeah. And uh, my wife now is Sammy. I married Sammy, and you um, are the one that um, officiated. officiated our yeah. wedding. And I am now working at the space where we had done that photo shoot next to Spy House. That blank space that is That blank now. space is now where I'm working. And, um, yeah, it's just been such an incredible journey. And I guess that's the shortened version. Yeah, But um, I went from not knowing who the Lord was after going to church for my entire Your childhood. Whole life, yeah. I couldn't even tell you anything I think that the, the time. Yeah. I think there's a bunch of people out there that are raised in church like you were. Even more than just, there's, there's people that were raised going to Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Or even hearing some of the Bible stories, people would know, like, okay, Moses is the guy that went through the Red Sea and delivered. Yeah. Like, David is the guy that killed Goliath. I think there's some people that... But even more than that, like there's people that they went to church every Sunday, mm -hmm. you know, and here's what I think is cool with your story, because it's it's proof of what I'm about to say is that you could be raised in church, hear all the stories and um, and not know Jesus and mm. not have a, a personal relationship or encounter with the living God personally. Mm -hmm. um, which is wild. And that sounds like a negative on whether, whether it's the Catholic church or whatever it is. Totally. But it's, but it's not really a negative in this sense, because I think people can encounter God yeah. in the Catholic church. I think, totally. you know, there can be moments like that, but you had this structure and these bones that were built into you as a child. Mm -hmm. And I, I think because of that, and it's a testament to your parents because your parents brought you to church because it's what they knew. You said that. Yes. Like, it's what they knew. Yep. And they raised you in church. Um, you had this structure and foundation. And then you then you go to a church that is preaching it a little bit differently, that it's not by your good works, it's not by your hard work, it's not by your own will of, you know, religion of mm -hmm. doing the right things to make it to heaven, but it's because of what Jesus has done for you. It's a free gift. Mm. I think I think that the way your parents raised you set you up for that moment walking into River Valley, mm -hmm. and you sense the presence of God in worship. And God is saying all those stories that you heard growing up mm -hmm. about this distant God that you didn't have a relationship with. That's yep. it's me, and, totally. and it's yep. like a moment where God talks to you, mm -hmm. and you recognize Him for the first time that He's speaking to you. You know, and so I just wanted to say that it's a testament to your parents. It's a testament to any church that's telling these Bible stories and yeah. they may not, they may not, you know, wrap it around that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. It's a free gift. Doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, mm -hmm. who you are, but you can receive the gift of salvation. You can receive forgiveness. It's a free gift, you know, it's amazing by the belief in your heart, the confession yes. of your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Like, yep. like even if they're not wrapping it up like that, there's good that comes from the Bible. There's good yep. that comes up, comes from being in the church. And I think it set you up to recognize God's voice Absolutely. in that moment. And that was your story. Um, and I think there's people listening today that were raised exactly like you and they yep. haven't had that moment. Yep. Um, but maybe they're having that moment right now, mm -hmm. you know, as they listen to this podcast. Maybe, maybe I, I just believe that no matter where you are, God can reveal himself to you. Um, mm -hmm. And, He's powerful enough to do that. You know, you could be in your car listening to this podcast and you, totally. you're going to have to pause it. Yeah. And God's speaking to you right now. You 100%. Know? That's and amazing. So I th it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. What a journey. It's good. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into like kind of you and Sammy, your marriage and what you guys are dreaming for. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into that a little bit. I'd love for you to kind of walk us through just your creative journey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you grew up playing sports. How did you 
like I, I feel this way a little bit. I grew up playing hockey and golf yep. and kind of I all the sports like when you're in middle school, elementary school, but hockey and golf were kind of my two major sports mm-hmm. in high school. Um, but then I play piano, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, and music started to take over my life and creativity and all that. And that's yeah. how eventually when I, when I gave my life to the Lord, when I was 18, like I rededicated my life, I was like, well, I'm going to go into the ministry and I'm going to do worship. Like, yep. so I took a hard right turn mm-hmm. out of sports and out of that world. Um, how did you take a turn into creativity and photography and yeah. to where you're at now? Totally. Yeah. I would say like if I look back at it, it wasn't even like a choice that I made. It was something that just kind of came natural. Mm. Um, back in high school, I was, you know, spirit leader, played on the baseball team, played basketball. And I played basketball as well at Osseo. And then around junior year, um, I started going to a lot of music concerts in the yep. Twin Cities. And my dad had like a Canon T2i, which is like a really basic. I don't know what that is. Sounds epic. <laughs> it sounds epic, but at the time it was like the camera. Yeah. And to this day, like um, it's like a good beginner's camera. Yeah. So to the beginners out there, you should probably get the Canon T2i. Nice. Um, so my dad let me use his camera. And like when I wasn't practicing for sports, my parents were dropping me off at concerts downtown because I was just so interested in the music scene. Yeah. And I always wanted to like know more. Like I want to know how that artist is behind like yeah. behind the scenes, if you will. Yeah. Um so I would take pictures from the crowd and then following that show I would send them the photos. Um send just, the artist. I would send they the artist the photos it, just you said without that. them even knowing who I am. Yep. I would send the photos to their email. Yeah. And then normally their management would either get back to me saying like these photos are cute, thanks, bye. Or uh, they wouldn't respond, or they would respond saying, like, can we use these? These are incredible. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. So, yeah, through high school, playing sports, which once I got to senior year, I'm like, I'm not going to be the next um, Joe Maurer, if you will. Yeah. And I'm not going to be on the, like in the NBA. So I started just really pursuing photography because it was just something that was a great outlet for me to connect with people. Yeah. So as a extrovert, you know, went from class clown to kid on this, you know, baseball, basketball team that had like a bunch of friends yep. to being like, wow, I can use photography to connect with people outside of my school, yeah. outside of my hometown, especially at the time there was like Twitter um, yep. and a few other social media platforms that were popping up. So I really just, you know, pursued it as like, hey, I want to, do this to see what happens, like what people I can get in front of. Yep. And um, yeah, at the time I have to say a lot of people doubted me. Yeah. A lot of people told me that, um, like close people to me. Like, Now's your time to tell them, dude. <laughs> tell them <laughs> as they're listening to this no, podcast. I got to no, say, it's, in, it's cool. To, it's encouraging now to think back at it because, um, you know, when you're a senior in high school and you're applying for colleges and stuff, mm-hmm. um, the last thing your parents want to hear is, hey, I want to be a full-time photographer. Right. Like, come on. You know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like through people telling me that it was impossible, it's the only reason why I was able to make it possible. Wow. Um, because I have to say, like, it took a whole lot of work to get to this point. Yep. Um, I tell people, a lot of people don't know this, but it takes 10 no's to get one yes. And I'll talk on that a little bit more in a minute. But um, yeah, it's just been super cool to see how a kid, senior in high school, shooting concerts from the crowd, um, turned into now owning a media company in the North Loop. And it took me overcoming people literally telling me, you're crazy. Like, you're going to the U of M for economics degree. You should work at this fortune 500 company, you shouldn't start your own photography business. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What was, what was the moment where you, where you realized like, okay, I've been having fun. This is nice, but yeah. I, I'm going to do, I can do this thing. Like what, totally. like, yeah. there had to be a, like yeah. a light bulb moment. I've heard some of the stories, but like, yeah, like, holy smokes. I just, mm-hmm. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. So I would say as I'm applying for colleges, senior year of high school, um, in one ear, my parents are telling me, and I guess my teachers are telling me, 
you have to apply, apply to these schools and get into like whatever program you like a specific program. Yeah, please do something real with your life. Yes, yeah. like you better go to college and get this four year because it's going to set you up for success, right? Mm -hmm. But then on the other end, I'm like, I'm passionate about photography. Yeah, and connecting with people through that. Um, so while I'm applying for colleges over here on this side, on this side, I'm shooting concerts every single That's Thursday, right. Friday, and Saturday. And I had my driver's license then, so my parents were dropping me off. I was driving yeah. myself. And I was getting to the point where I'm like, if I want to make it, I got to do something that no one else is doing in the yeah. music scene. So I actually would, um, so I built a portfolio off of just shooting photos from the crowd. Yep. And then I connected with record labels and artists um, at the beginning of like when tours would be launched. Mm -hmm. And I would say, hey, I'm a Minneapolis kid ready to shoot for you. And you come through Minneapolis, I'll shoot for free. Like, give me a chance. And artists started reaching out to me saying, do you know what? We're going on tour. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Would you shoot us in, the like, in Minneapolis? And for some shows, I would get like a photo pass. But for some shows, I would literally go in the crowd and then figure out my way backstage. I would sneak yeah. backstage just so I could get the shot. Yeah. Because I knew when I went to college that my plan was to send out a portfolio yep. of my work to agencies, record labels, and people in the music industry. Yeah. So then I could have a chance at possibly hopping on like a tour or something. Yep. And um, fast forward to like freshman year of college, moving into my dorm room, um, you know, the idea of like pursuing photography, my freshman year of college, freshman year of college, I went to Grand, like University in North Dakota yes. in Grand Forks. Yes, where I didn't know that. <laughs> where it's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So I'm moving in and, um, you know, getting ready to like start pursuing business and economics at University of North Dakota. And that week, like my first week of classes were like syllabi week, I think they call it, syllabus yeah. week. Um, I got an email from like an incredible musician that I looked up to while I was building my portfolio. And that email gave me the confidence of like, I can do this full time. Not, not, not full time, but like I can do this and get paid for it. Yeah. Because up until that point, I was just going to concerts, spending my money, shooting for free. Yeah. Just to show people that I can add value. So my, I guess, first small break was getting an email from a guy named Ryan Lewis. And he's like, hey, just want to let you know, we love your work. We'd love for you to hop on a couple of shows. And Ryan Lewis, I did my research and he's the, the lead producer for Macklemore. So that was like, I remember calling my mom and saying like, mom, look who reached out to me. And she's like, who's Macklemore, right? Yeah. But it wasn't until weeks after when she was on, he was on Ellen. Yeah. And she called me and said, oh my gosh, all my friends are talking about it. This is all, so awesome. Yes. So I feel like that was like definitely a confidence booster. Yeah. When your mom's friends are talking about when it. When my mom's it's a big friends, deal. yeah, we're talking about it. But, um, you know, following that, a lot of other stuff came with the music, um, yeah. just industry in general. That gave me confidence of like, wow, people value my work. Yeah. My work was on Tumblr at the time and got a lot of um, like awesome activity. Yeah. And Instagram wasn't really a thing yet. So Twitter was. Mm -hmm. And I was able to grow like a 25,000 um, follower Twitter page. Yeah. Just through working with musicians. Yeah. And um, that really gave me the confidence of like, wow, I can turn this um, passion of mine into something that could not only, I mean, it's not only fueling me in con like connecting with people, yep. but also it's something that's going to be able to help provide. Yeah. How did you, how long did you stay at uh, Grand Forks? Yeah. So I spent two years there. Yep. Um, I started a business there, which actually brought me to the U of M. Mm. Um, it was a clothing company, but I was essentially going to school during the week. And on some weekends, I was coming back to Minneapolis shooting for music artists. Yep. So it just made sense to transfer to the U. Yeah. Um, and going, in my, going into my junior year of college is when I transferred to the U. And that's when I had, like, the first big opportunity um, in the music industry. Um, not saying that the Macklemore thing wasn't. That was just a few shows. Yeah. Um, but I got asked by Republic Records out of California to go on a U.S. tour. Yep. And it was kind of funny because my sophomore year of college, I'm leaving Grand Forks to like move everything home to go to the U, right? Yeah. And my mom and my dad and like 
I guess people are asking me like, what are you doing, you know, during the summer for jobs? And my mom is sending me landscaping jobs for Maple Grove. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> during that time, I got an email from Republic. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we want to bring you on a U.S. tour. It's like a 30 city stop tour with one of our uh, R&B artists. So I took it and I was you on a tour. You didn't do landscaping? I didn't do landscaping. Ah. No. And I, d I, I think went, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty upset about it. Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> on that tour, I just... That was one of the like craziest moments for me mm -hmm. because not only was I meeting all these people at every single city, but I was able to capture this tour for this musician. Yeah. And um, again, that helped me build my portfolio. Yeah, man. Which was that's, awesome. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, since college and to where you're at now, it, it feels like, I mean, not feels like it, it has been. God's hand has been on your life. Mm in opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I know that that's the way you live your life too, is, is you're constantly talking about like, it's not really you that made this all happen. Like mm -hmm. God's been helping behind the scenes, mm. open up doors. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like, man, everything's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, since then. Yeah. But, but I feel like you'd be superhuman if it's all been totally amazing. You yeah. know, what are some challenges of building business or even just in relationship with Sammy and, and just being married and, uh, you know, trying to start something brand now you're the founder of a yeah. you know, company. Like what are some of the challenges that you faced over since college? Uh, because yeah. on the outside and everything that you just said, it's like, man, Paul's the luckiest guy in the world. It's totally. amazing. I wish I had his life. Yeah. You know, but you know the challenge that you've walked through. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I would say like, just to preface all this, I think from the beginning um, of college, he's been speaking to me. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a few things that I can bring up that are like, he was clearly speaking to you and yeah. it kind of will come around full circle. But to start with like business stuff, as a photographer in college, um, there was times where I had like $10 at the U of M in my bank account. And I remember my mom texting me saying like, Hey, can you take the bus to Maple Grove? Which is like a 15 minute bus ride. Yeah. And me being like, I don't know if I have the money to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, that was because I was just hustling, trying to figure out how to build like a photography business, um, which is now paulwashere.com while going to school, studying an economics degree. Yeah. And there was, you know, a few points throughout college, times throughout college where I'm like, I'm giving up. Like, I'm going to go turn in my photography equipment, calling it quits. Like, hanging up the shoes. here we come. Like, yeah, I was all in. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's um, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, n n nobody, nobody would think that. Like, mm -mm. man, Paul, while you're doing this 30-city tour and you're coming back and you've got $10 in your yeah. bank account. Yep. Insane. It's crazy. Yeah, but a few things that kind of helped me um, get to where I am is in college, while I was in class, of course, paying attention all the time. Yep. Not really. Um, I would reach out to brands that I really wanted to work with. Yeah. So although I started in music, I then really got interested in working with brands, um, especially like lifestyle brands yep. that I you know could feel like a, a real connection with. And I would go out and buy their product Gear. without even talking to them. So for example, take like a t-shirt company yep. that is selling their stuff at like Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And I would go and buy like an entire collection of their items. Yep. And then I would come up with like a campaign and I would shoot it. Yep. And then the first time ever talking to them, I would shoot them the entire final product. And what I found was that by showing them value first, yeah that they were like, wow, this guy is really invested in our brand. Genius. And um, that's kind of how I built my first couple clients. Yeah. And that's how I was able to get out of the hole with only having $10 in my yeah. checking account. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, I mean, with that being said, um, even through that process, um, a lot of the times I literally would like pull all-nighters yeah. um, just to try to figure out how I could get noticed by a brand. And a lot of the times that was, you know, focusing on the pitch process, yep. which they don't really teach you in college. Yeah. Um, how to pitch. How to pitch. So I was watching a lot of YouTube videos. I was learning a lot of programs in Adobe that like 
I did had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just been really cool to see now those brands that I had pitched to in college are brands of mine today. Cause they're like, do you know what? Wow. We remember that you did a free shoot for us at the beginning yeah. and we've been able to see you progress over time. And since, since working with them, you know, three years ago on a free project, I now have developed uh, videography skills. Yep. So not only are we offering photography now, but also video. So that's kind of how I gained my first couple of clients. Yeah. Um, which value is value first. Value first. Yep, yeah. Always. But also it's um, spending as much time on that brand as possible before even talking to them. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what if I went to you and I asked you for something that was like, you know, kind of important to you? Mm -hmm. and I didn't take the time to invest into you as a person, Yeah, you're going to be like, who is this guy, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I approached brands, whether they were massive brands or your mom pop shop, um, as if, you know, they were people. Yeah. And that was a huge part of, you know, kind of just how I built that first client base. But I would say that my work and the way that I do business transformed when I gave my life to Christ and how that's kind of played out to be is instead of me taking the credit yeah. for these clients and for the work that has come my way, I've been able to um, see clear that he is putting these people in front of me for a reason. And it's not the monetary thing could just comes with it. Yeah. So working with clients where I'm able to really be a light to them, pour into them yep. um, while shooting pretty photos and video yep. um, is just a bonus. So I would say that through, through that lens, by being able to um, just see how the Lord's transformed me as a photographer is the reason why, you know, I now have a media company in the North Loop. Yeah. Yeah, even the, the realization that God's been the one yeah. making this happen. Totally. And it's not you. Yeah. And that's most people is like they start to see some success, and it's like, yeah, because I've been grinding. Yeah. Totally. Because I've, I worked my tail off. I did the yeah. overnights. I yeah. did the $10 in the bank account deal. Yeah. Um, but to have a realization that there's somebody above you yep. that's helping orchestrate all of this and that it's opening up doors. And no doubt does God use your all-nighters, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and, wow. but, but, but also God's the one that gives you ideas. I think when mm -hmm. I look at you, I, I view you as like an idea guy. Like totally. God, and I've, I've heard stories before entrepreneurs where it's like literally they all have a dream and it's like I feel like God gave me this dream about this invention mm -hmm. or this whatever, and they become multi-multi-millionaires yep. because... Li they would say literally God gave me this dream, totally. you know, and I don't know if you feel that way with your ideas, mm -hmm. but you know, I just saw recently you starting to do your own workshops, you know? And so mm -hmm. there's an idea of like, how do I multiply my skill into, mul in, into mm -hmm. people? Uh, and so now you're offering workshops where people can sign up yeah. and, uh, join and learn how Paul Weaver does it. Yeah, 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 totally. But yeah, how do you, do, you know, do you feel like it's like, God literally giving you these ideas, these visions, or it's, is it just how he were created from the beginning? Like yeah. just you're an idea guy. Yeah. I would say with, yeah, with hundred percent. Like I think you said something about how he's the one giving me the, these ideas. Mm -hmm. And I would say before even kind of accepting him in my life, now I look back at it and I can write down all the times where I'm like, he was speaking to me. No way. And um, just back to real quick, that tour that I was on, that yeah. U.S. tour. I came home and underneath my pillow at home was a Hillsong CD at my parents' house. And um, my older brother, incredible human being, had literally put a Hillsong CD on my pillow. And the note on it said, you should start listening to um, this, pretty much, you should start listening to this music rather than the music you've been listening to. Yeah. Just like straight up. Straight up. And uh, that was clearly a message of the Lord saying like, hey, you need to start pursuing me because the music industry that I was working in was pretty secular. Pretty tough, yeah. Pretty tough. Um, but then even fast forward, like a couple years, or a year or two, um, I'll, I'll just talk real quick on a story where I'm yeah. like, this is definitely the guy giving me that, these ideas. Yeah, please. Whether I wanted to receive it or not. I was sitting in class in <laughs> I college. Love that. Yeah. Whether you wanted these ideas or not, they came. But I was sitting in class in college, and um, this is before going to River Valley. Yep. Like this is before getting, uh, 
you know, water baptized at River Valley. Um, he gave me this word and he's like, I want you to go on Craigslist. And this was in November. I want to say of man, like four years ago. Yeah. And I was in a lecture of 300 people and he's like, I want you to go on Craigslist and I want you to search presence or need presence. I went on Craigslist. I searched need presence and this sketchy Craigslist ad came up where it said, I'm a mom in Chicago and I'm in need of help. And I read that Craigslist listing. And this is like, while like, you know, studying for like a lecture, like, you know yeah. what I mean? For an exam coming yeah. up. And this woman essentially had a Craigslist posting out saying, me and my daughter need help. Like, she, like we have no money for presents. Um, Christmas is a month away. Like we're just praying out for help. And at that time I'm like, what? Who is this like, what's going on here? Like, why am I even looking at this? Yeah. And I shot her a message. I shot her an email on my university email. And I said, hi, I'm Paul Weaver. And I just came across this ad. And I want to figure out how I can use my platform to help you. And within a, like 24 hours, she responded and said, I can't believe it. I can't, I can't tell if this is just another person emailing me, trying to harass me. Um, trying to tell me that, um, you know, that I'm desperate and I shouldn't be posting on Craigslist pretty much. And I, I told her, I'm like, if you want me to like prove to you that I'm real, call me. So I'm like walking to my next class the next day and she calls me and she's like, I just want to like, know, like, are you actually trying to help me and my daughter? And she broke down in tears because she's like, I literally have nothing. And I know it would mean the world to me if my daughter had these presents from Target. So I, I hung up the phone and I um, got her to email me a list of all the exact items. Yep. And at that time I had told my mom, I had told my friends about this woman and like just how it went down. Yeah. And they thought that it was a, a scam. Yeah. And I said, do you know what? For some reason I have this feeling in my gut that I have to ask out on Twitter, ask out on Facebook. Do it. and get people to donate presents. I kid you not, that week I went and opened up a P.O. box. I posted out on Twitter saying, here's the P.O. box that I opened up. It's in Minneapolis. Like I am asking for gifts for this, this girl. And if you would be willing to donate like money or these like lists Specific of gifts, gifts yeah. to, um, to her, you can send in my P.O. box. And like in return, I'll send you a picture of her on Christmas day. And within a month, um, I got a call from the post office and they're like, Hey, just want to let you know, like what you're doing is not okay. Cause there are so many presents here that no. you should have 10 PO boxes, which is insane because literally like people listened. And at the time I wasn't posting out saying anything about like, you know, it was, there wasn't any spiritual part about it except for the fact now that I know that God was speaking through me, but I was able to deliver all those presents to them. And on Christmas day, they sent me a, she sent me a photo of her daughter swimming in presents. No. And, uh, that's just one of many times where now I look back at it and I know that God was speaking to me and he wants me to use my platform in order to just love on others. Yeah. And, um, Do you still have that photo of that little I girl? I still have that photo. You and know, if, if you wouldn't mind sending it I'll to send us, it we'll to put you. it in Absolutely. the show notes yeah, for people to totally. see. But epic. I would just say like that is one of many times that I look back at um, where, I mean, the Lord has been speaking to me. And all that's not related to photography. It's not related to video. Yeah, It's just something that I want to share because it's like there's times where he's speaking to you um, yeah. in us but we're just not, we're not able to comprehend what he's exactly trying to tell us yeah. until later on. And, um, yeah, that's just been a huge time after time that's been happening with me and my, um, photography and just the way that I'm able to use my platform to pour into others. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal of now active media, which is based out of the North loop yeah. is although it's great connecting with brands on, you know, a professional level to create pretty content. Um, but it's the people that we get to meet through that, which fuels me. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, I genuinely believe that you have a gift from God that helps rally people around a cause. You know, mm -hmm. there's just 
there's certain people that have that gift where if Paul's doing it and he's allowing us to do it with him mm-hmm. uh, or making that call, like, hey, anybody want to send gifts to this P.O. box? Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, you have that type of influence that people go, mm-hmm. I want to do that with Paul. You know, totally. it's amazing. Yeah. So you should start a website that says, <laughs> do this with Paul. It's like Santa Claus or something, really. <laughs> yeah, do this with Paul. Paul and yeah. yeah. No, you just you have a gift that, like, when you include people, they're going to jump in with yep. you, which is awesome. So yep. just let me know what the next one is. Absolutely. I'm in, dude. For That's real. amazing. Seriously. I, I love it. What's um, what's for you and Sammy, husband and wife, what's some of the stuff that you guys are dreaming about for your future? Yeah. Um, obviously, you got business dreams. You got marriage yeah. goals. You got family goals. You got totally travel goals, stuff like that. Yeah. Been, you guys have been all over the world. But um, yeah, just stuff that you're dreaming about for your future. Yeah. I would just say... Marrying a woman of God has been like the greatest journey of my life um, and the greatest gift. Um, when I got water baptized at River Valley, um, that was shortly after her inviting me to River Valley, right? Yeah. And um, her family, the way that they've loved on me, um, is the way that I want to love on my family. Yeah. And just her in general, she's such an incredible human being growing up as a missionary's kid. Yeah. And um, now she's using her, um, just her gifts in order to um, just pour into the industry of fashion mm-hmm. has been incredible. But I would say just our journey together has been super, super awesome. Um, again, from meeting at that coffee shop to now living in the North Loop and attending River Valley and being leaders at the, like, we're able to serve at the church yeah. has been super awesome. Um, we feel like God's calling us to obviously something greater than the current season we're at. Yeah. Uh, it's always more. Yeah. Always more. Um, we went to Turkey, uh, last year on a missions trip and he really put it clear on our heart that, um, he wants us to at some point in time work with people uh, that are in unreached people groups. Yeah. Um, which is super sweet because that's kind of her upbringing and childhood was yep. kind of being in the field um, underneath her parents, which yep. were, they were planting churches um, overseas. So yeah, I just feel like God's put it um, clear in our heart that people are attracted to us and people are going to kind of come, come around us Yeah, because we have some sort of I guess we have some sort of gift that he's given us where we're really able to pour into them. For sure. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so part of your calling in your future is making a difference in helping reach unreached people groups. Mm -hmm. And that could be traditional missions or it could just be coming alongside. There are amazing mission organizations that are doing it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, even the first episode of this this podcast was Beth... uh, Incredible. Beth Kath, you know, like, and she... She did that. She traveled the world mm-hmm. uh, with Live Dead, taking photos and all that. So Amazing. Maybe, I mean, for yeah. sure that could be in your future. Yeah. It's awesome. It's amazing. Totally. Yeah. Dude, thanks so much for being here today. Before we close out um, this, um, first of all, too, the reason you're here is because most people with your giftings and skill set and success and opportunity and, like, uh, exciting stuff ahead are not living the way you're living with the purpose behind it and mm-hmm. and also giving the credit you know to God mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciate most about you is you have every reason to try to like bring all the credit in you know but mm-hmm. you don't you mm-hmm. know and you give it and you even give it to other people you know there's there's I'll see you on Instagram. You're the happiest guy on Instagram too. Like whether it's your Insta story or whatever, you mm-hmm. ever see Paul like being goofy on Instagram stories. Totally. But and you're just like, hey guys, it's Monday, and just wanted to get on here and encourage you. Have the best Monday of all time. You yeah. know, like you, you can do it. Like you say, like like sometimes it's like cliche lines, like happy go lucky. <laughs> but some somehow it's so genuine out of you. Yeah, and that you're just you're all about other people, you know, mm-hmm. and lifting people up. And that's why you're on the podcast. Cause that's amazing. You're not like everybody else. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you Before so much close, for having me on it. Um, uh, what's your favorite book of all time? Yeah. 
Favorite book of all times. So I'm not a massive book reader. Uh, growing up, I did the same book report every single year on Holes. Holes. Great book. I watched yeah. the movie once. Come Shia on. LaBeouf, man. Come on. <laughs> but I would say uh, Bob Goff takes the crown with love does. Yeah. Um, time after time, I meet people that will say, you know, um, hey, you should read Bob Goff, Love Does. Yeah. And I would say that's a book that I read at least once a year. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What a great book. You do have Bob Goff vibes for Thank sure. You. Just the way that you're living your life. That's it's <laughs> abnormal. Even to in the Christian world, it's abnormal. Mm -hmm. uh, you're just yeah. You're looking to love in ways that most people are not loving. It's awesome. So Thank you. love does. And one piece of advice to anybody following your in your footsteps. Maybe it's a high school kid that's trying to get you know his feet wet with photography, or maybe it's somebody that just started their own business and yeah. want to make it more than just them making money. You know. Yeah. One piece of advice. Yeah, I would say it's going to be easy to fall into comparison um, with others, especially if you're doing something that's in the creative scene. Um, but if you are authentic to yourself, um, if you don't look to others, um, you know, for what your identity is, and if yep. you look to God for um, who he wants you to be, um, that's number one. But I would say also it takes hustle. Mm -hmm. um, it takes having $10 in your bank account. Um, it takes, I mean, it really takes not sleeping. Um, it takes, um, working, working hours that not many other people are working, um, in order to get to the point where you're able to, um, you know, if you're going to try to start your own business, you're going to have to be in it for the marathon, not the sprint. Yeah. It's yeah. great advice. It's totally. amazing. Where can people find you? People can find me. Paulwashere.com. Yeah. Paulwashere.com is my website. Um, Paul Wheat Thins is my Instagram and Twitter handle. Paul Wheat Thins. Paul Classic. Wheat Thins. If you guys want to send me Wheat Thins, I will eat them gladly. <laughs> That's great. Anything else? Oh, man. Active Media, how do they find that? Active Media, um, you can go to weareactive.com. Nice. Um, how did you get that? I have no idea. Amazing. Incredible. But yeah, weareactive.com uh, is where you can find our media company. Great. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. We love you. Love you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere podcasts are found. To stay connected with what we're doing, you can also follow us on Instagram at Exception Podcast and visit our website at exceptionpodcast.co. New episodes are releasing every Friday. If you know someone who is an exception to the rule and want us to share their story, you can let us know on our website. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. Until next time, remember, as a rule, be an exception to the rule. Peace. Peace.